Welcome to the Homes by the Guzman Real Estate Podcast. Your one-stop shop for relevant real estate information that will help you navigate through today's real estate market. Hey everybody, welcome to my neighborhood spotlight. My name is Alex the Guzman with the Ronnie and Serena Group, a part of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, California Properties. And with over 206 million sold in real estate since 2014, we are the number one team for Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, California Properties at our Newport Beach branch and ranked in the top 100 teams amongst all Berkshire Hathaway Home Services nationwide. And as we love to say, when innovation meets passion, we create a service that is unmatched. And our ultimate goal is just to be your resource for life. So with that being said, whether you are out driving to work, walking the dog, or just listening at home, we hope that you enjoy our Neighborhood Spotlight. Hey everybody, it's Alex the Guzman with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, California Properties. I'm Alex the Guzman with the Ronnie Serena Group, and today we're going to be covering the VA loan. So I've decided to go ahead and invite a special guest here, being Mr. Brian Landeros from Mortgage Heroes, based out of San Diego. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, Alex. How you doing, man? Pleasure being on your uh, podcast, and I'm excited to give people this value. Uh, with that being said, I mean, I'd like to, you know, introduce myself to the crowd and uh, get them to know my, myself a little better. Uh, I was born and raised in San Diego. I'm only 23 years young, and I'm the newest addition to the Mortgage Heroes team. Uh, one thing that I'm very confident in myself is that I have very high energy levels. I'm dedicated and always, always find the eagerness to learn more and always be able to bring more value to my clients. Uh, so if you see me on social media, you know I'm always up to something crazy. <laughs> I'm currently uh, specialized in VA loans and enjoy the opportunity to you know, guide and educate our military personnel. As you may know, the VA loan is one of the best uh, loan programs out there. And, uh, you know, our military really, really, really uh, deserves it as they, you know, they go out there and, you know, sacrifice their life for ours. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. I know for me, um, being active duty service myself in the Air Force, I always have a lot of military members that go ahead and ask me questions about the VA loans, and honestly, they don't really cover this in high school or college, so it'll be nice to you know, give everyone um, a cool little brief about it and answer a lot of freaking last questions and that sort of thing. So whether you guys are out you know, walking the dog or in the car or just chilling at work or hanging out at home and you want to learn a little bit more about the VA loan, you can feel free just to listen to this podcast. And of course, what I'm going to be doing at the end of all of this is putting Brian's information down in the notes so you guys can also reach out to him personally, just in case you have something a little bit more specific that may have, may or may not have been covered in this podcast. So with that being said, Brian, could you kind of give us a little bit of the top frequently asked questions that you guys typically get when you have veterans or active duty members coming in to obtain a mortgage in regards to the VA loan? Yeah, so the first question I'm always, always, always getting is, uh, you know, what is the documentation I need? Uh, and, you know, it's very simple. A lot of people like to think that, you know, it's going to be their DNA. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but all it really is is your full month's pay sub or your LES, uh, your most recent W-2s that you have, uh, your, your tax returns, uh, one month's full bank statement. Uh, a provide a copy of your uh, driver's license or ID, and then your uh, 1003 form uh, with the application of the mortgage. Uh, and based off of that, we're able to run your credit, get your information, and really, really get those hypotheticals out of the way and give you facts on what it is that you uh, you know qualify for. Uh, 
other than that, you know, people are always saying, well, what's the difference between a regular FHA or a VA loan? Well, there's a big difference. Uh, with any other program, you have to, of course, give a down payment. And one of the features of the VA loans is that you don't have to drop a down payment. You know, uh, the only thing you do need to do is, you know, pay a 2.5 uh, 2.5 funding fee, which is basically like the down payment, but you're able to also finance that along with your loan. Um, also, uh, another question is, well, am I eligible for the VA loan? Do I need to wait until I retire? No. Uh, if you're active 90 days during wartime, you're qualified and you're eligible for a VA loan. And that's 180 days during peacetime and reservers, uh, reservist is about six year commitment. Um, also another frequently get is what credit score do I need? Uh, 620 plus to obtain financing and you know the biggest biggest factor besides credit is also going to be your debt to income ratios which is another question that I commonly get. What is a, my debt to income ratio? Well your debt to income ratio is basically your monthly expenses uh, whether it be your uh, credit cards, your car payments, your bills and they qualify you based on how much of the percentage are you able to pay on top of what your mortgage payment is going to be looking like for the for the monthly payment that you do. Um, people always commonly ask as well, well, am I able to refi out of my VA? Yes, 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 you definitely are. It's called the VA Earl, and that's basically the fancy name for uh, for refi and VA loan terms. And that works as exactly the same as your regular refi. If you're looking to take cash out, if you're looking to do a streamline, just drop the payment. Uh, that's basically how that works. Um, and other than that, it's just basically another one that we usually get is, well, if I'm in another state uh, and my wife, is she able to, you know, stay in the house while I'm off in deployment? Yes, in most cases, that is uh, that is an option. But I always recommend to just talk to your most trusted VA lender in or around. And you guys are always welcome to reach me. As Anthony said, my information will be on the notes. Um, so, yeah, man, that's basically one of the most common questions we get. Okay, awesome, awesome. That sounds really good. Um, could you kind of explain to my to my listeners here that hey, I know that the VA loan is zero percent down payment, but can you kind of explain the difference between um, closing costs and down payment? Because sometimes homeowners typically get that sort of mixed up, and that's just sort of a, a myth out there that the VA loan covers all closing costs as well. Could you explain the difference between closing costs and down payment for them? Yeah, of course. So the difference between your closing costs, uh, your closing costs uh, includes your appraisal, your inspection, uh, and any other fees that go after you pay your insurance premiums or you know your down payment, which in the case of a VA loan, you don't have to pay that. And then the payments of a closing cost is usually another 2 to 3% of the purchase price. But all those fees are still fees that you need to pay, uh, not in regards to the uh, down payment. But it's just extra fees for escrow as well and things like that. Um, you know, cushion for escrow and, uh, you know, stuff that needs to be uh, paid off in order for the transaction to be closed down. Okay, awesome, awesome. And then just from the realtor perspective, to let everybody know, um, you know, people always call me and they say, hey, Alex, you know, how come I hear some people say that, okay, I, got, I paid zero in closing costs and that sort of thing. And this is how I would like to also um, add to what Brian said about closing costs is that, I like to think of it as, <clears throat> excuse me. I like to think of it as the shipping and handling of a transaction, right? When you guys <laughs> go on, yeah, when you guys go on Amazon and you see these, 
you know, these items that you pay for $50 and then it's, you know, $7 for shipping and handling. Well, that's what I consider the closing cost portion of it, right? And now people are probably wondering, okay, how can I, you know, I don't want to pay closing costs. I don't have the the money up front to go for it. You know, everyone's financial situation is different. So from a realtor perspective, um, in addition to the 0% down payment, what I've seen a lot happen and I've done in my in transactions as well is that you have option one is that you can use lender credits depending on, you know, the purchase price of the home and the certain conditions your your lender may say to Definitely. Know, what their limit is to kind of offset that. So what that means is that they can go ahead and, you know, up the interest rate just a little bit so your pay- monthly payment goes up a little bit. But in turn, they give you a more of a lump sum that can get accredited towards the lender um, closing costs. And then in addition to that, from another realtor's pr- perspective is that you could always ask the sellers to cover some of that expense. Now, that is something that you can keep in mind, but of course, you definitely need to verify um, with your current lender as far as what's the allowable limits that people can cover all of your closing costs as far as whether it's lender credits or negotiations through sellers um, crediting the buyer towards that. So keep that in mind. And that's the main difference between closing costs. So when you hear closing costs and down payment, those are two different things. Down payments exactly like if you were to go to a car lot and put down a certain down payment for the car. And then the closing mm-hmm. cost is the shipping and handling, quote unquote, of buying a home, which can consist of, you know, the appraisals, the inspections, the other fees that may co- um, come with the VA loan. So just to right. let everybody know. And then, so Brian, I know that I have some questions here that my audience has to ask you today. So I'm going to go ahead and just ask you some of them and then we can just kind of walk them through it so they understand, okay? Okay, perfect. Yeah, sounds good. So is there a timeline when you must utilize your VA loan? You know, that's a really good question. And uh, the answer is no. You're As soon as you're uh, fully eligible, um, you're able to have, use it lifetime. Uh, you can even use it twice and up to three times. Um, it all just depends on your situation and what, uh, what plans you have in that, uh, in that department. Uh, but the only way you wouldn't be eligible to use it is if you got dishonorably discharged, uh, which in that case, you're not eligible for the VA loan. Cool. Awesome, awesome. And so you guys, so this leads me to my next question is that I know you probably covered it a little bit in the beginning, but just to make sure that they understand is the VA loan only eligible for people that are retired veterans or can active duty members that are currently serving utilize the VA loan at this time? Yes, like I mentioned, uh, 90 days wartime uh, and you're eligible for the VA loan. Uh, as you know, right now we've been in the longest, one of the longest wars. So right now, if you've been 90 days in the service and you're eligible for a VA loan, uh, whenever we are in peacetime, meaning that we're not at war with any other country or conflicts, it's only 180 days uh, enabled to that you're able to, uh, you know, be eligible for the VA loan, and always for reservists or uh, you know, Coast Guard to the six-year commitment. Okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for clarifying that. Um, another question that we have here is that does your home state of residency matter if you decide to buy a house in a different state? So meaning that I have you know, a lot of friends here that are, let's say they're from Georgia. We'll use this as an example. Let's say they're from Georgia right. and that's where they're from. That's their home state of residency. But then they decided to um, move to California, whether it's after the military or the military sent them to, let's say, Edwards Air Force Base. Um, are they still eligible to go ahead and purchase in California with their VA loan, even though that they're from Georgia? So the thing with the VA loan is that 
they don't let you use it as an investment property. So it has to be your primary home of residence, meaning that you're you're uh, you're expected to live in it within 60 days of you either uh, closing that loan or you know you've been retired or you're moving to that uh, state to service. So unfortunately, you can't be living in another another state and buying another uh in another state unless also unless you're married in which that case uh it plays out differently because then your wife like i said she she's able to take that spot of residency and stay in the home while you're off in service or working you know off seas depending the situation um you could always contact me or contact your most uh trusted va lender and they will clarify it for you it just really goes on basis uh based case by case of what type of stuff is going on in that and that loan exactly awesome awesome thank you and, and just to clarify what brian was saying here is that you, you just need to make sure that your va loan is your primary residence it's going to be on, owner occupied so if you used to live in georgia but now you're stationed at edwards air force base and you want to buy a home here you can absolutely do so with the va loan as long as that's intending to be your primary residence and you do um, attend to owner occupy it and so that's what he means by all of that cool so <clears throat> I guess my next question Brian is uh, we have a lot of members that are from you know US territories being Guam or, or Puerto Rico or that sort of thing so can they purchase a, a home in those areas using the VA loan yes man that's you know that's a common question as well people tend to think just because it's not in the homeland of uh united states you know you're only able to purchase there you're not you know as long as it's u.s territory and not uh you know another country territory then you're more than welcome to use that va loan um so yeah man uh no 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 hesitation there if you're looking to buy in you know guam virgin islands uh you know america samoa or puerto rico or any sorts of uh, you know territories like that Okay, awesome, awesome, guys. So see, there it is. So you definitely are eligible to go ahead and do that. Now, also keep in mind that when you're buying a home utilizing the VA loan, the VA loan has certain requirements as far as how old the home can be, um, what type of living conditions is the home going to be. For example, you can't be buying a home um, that's just like totally trashed unless there's some specific loans for that. But um, you, will, you definitely want to go ahead and double check with your VA lender as far as you know going line by line as far as how um, this home may be eligible for the VA loan, right? So there are some requirements in regards to the condition of the home um, to obtain a VA loan. So you have to always double check that. And then from the realtor perspective, um, also when you see homes on Zillow, Redfin, etc., also your realtor should be able to go ahead and double check the financing terms to see if that seller is in fact um, accepting a VA loan at that time. And then with all of that being said, um, we have one more final question from my audience that they asked is that, can you utilize the VA loan more than once? Yes, that's one of my favorite questions, actually, because uh, you're able to use it more than once. And meaning that if you move uh, states, you know, you sell your house off and you're able to reuse your uh, your VA entitlement. Uh, but keep in mind that the first time usage, you have to pay that 2.15% funding fee. And after that, any subsequent use, you're going to have to pay 3.3%. And like I said, you were able to finance that into the loan so you don't have to worry, uh, you know, coming out of pocket out of your hand. Uh, but yeah, you're able to use it more than once. That's not a problem. Just talk to your VA lender and they'll be able to, you know, break it down fully 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 down for you and you know that's case by case you know it depends what you want to do with it yeah awesome okay 
Well, that definitely wraps up a lot of the questions that my audience asked, and you hit a, a lot um, on the head when it came to the frankly asked questions. I guess my next question for you as we wrap this up is, you know, let's say I'm a veteran, right? And I'm thinking about, hey, I live in San Diego, I'm a veteran, and I'm thinking about purchasing. You know, what are what are my first steps? So your first steps, you find, besides getting on the phone and calling me, uh, Brian from Mortgage Heroes, <laughs> is that uh, you you're going to want to get your documentation ready. Uh, since we're di- uh, since If you're working with a direct lender, you're going to be able to know faster when you're approved, right? So that means that if you have all your documentation, they're able to run it and you're not able to waste each other's time, meaning that you know you go there for no reason. They explain to you that you need to get the papers. So I always tell my clients, get your paperwork ready, get it, make sure that it's ready. And I'm like your lawyer. You're presenting me your case. I'm going to present it to the judge, which in that case is the bank. And uh, if you're able to have all your documentation ready and set to go and I don't have to be asking questions, then that's the best step on being fully approved and having that confidence to be able to go out there and, uh, you know, search for your house knowing what amount you're fully approved for. Yeah, awesome. It's really funny that you mentioned that because now from a realtor perspective, I always tell people this. You know, the very first step should be to get pre-approved, right? Definitely. And the thing is, getting pre-approved is definitely not an obligation to purchase at all. But no, it not serves, at all. But it serves as a starting point because I think about it like this. When you guys are going out looking to buy a car, whether it's at a new lot or a used um, car dealership, unless you're buying all cash, you typically want to try to figure out, okay, how, am I, how much am I pre-approved up to? So then I'll be able to go ahead and... You know, look at my budget and then, you know, cross-reference that with, let's say, Car Gurus or, or USA or whatever car searching site that you're using to help you find a car that meets your criteria in your budget. Well, it's the very exact same thing in real estate that you want to be able to go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to go on Zillow, Redfin, or have my realtor send me home. So whatever it is that you use and be able to use that pre-approval budget. And compare that, you know, with what's on the market. It just further streamlines the process. And then, most importantly, um, I see all the times that in all markets, um, well, many markets that I that I've seen, but specifically California, being San Diego, Orange County, Nantle Valley, or really where you're at in California, is that the market is hot. So when you find mm-hmm. a property that you love and that you want. Trust me, if you think it's beautiful, then there's probably 20 other families who are thinking the exact same thing. And it becomes quite competitive. And if you don't have your pre-approval squared away, then that one day that it could have taken to get it could have been the make or break it for your family obtaining that dream home or not. So you always want to make sure that you have it just in case you find the perfect home. If the stars align and you're ready to make an offer, you're ready to get it, get it in but you don't have a pre-approval, then unfortunately you're going to be at such a disadvantage as compared to a lot of competing families going into that. And especially with us entering April and the springtime and going into the summer, this is when the market is going to get super active. And what I mean by that is that the inventory is going to be going up because now families are ready to sell because of the kids you know, going into the summer vacation and spring break and that sort of thing. And buyers are coming out to buy because you know families are – are typically uh, more prone to move during the springtime. So if you are entering the real estate market at this time, or you're thinking about selling and upgrading, or you're thinking about being a first-time home buyer, or whatever the case may be, you need to make sure you get pre-approved. Okay? And you know, wouldn't you agree, Brian? 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, the worst thing that could happen is that you find the house of your dreams and you're not pre-approved and you go to get pre-approved and it turns out that you weren't even qualified for this house. I mean, how discouraging could that be? I mean, you know, that could be a big setback for a lot of families and you don't want to be, you know, one of those families, unfortunately. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so yeah, with that being said, that practically wraps up a lot of it. So I'm going to go ahead and conclude as far as, or summarize, excuse me, um, exactly what we went over. And then I'll go ahead and give Brian a chance to go ahead and tell us about, you know, where to contact him at. And of course, guys, I know we're all just talking here, but if for any reason you forget as far as, you know, what we said or you, you need you need a little bit more clarification, I'll be sure to put both of our information down in the notes for you to reference so you can reach out at us anytime and, you know, it'll be good to go. So um, practically we went over, you know, who I am, where I'm from. We went over Brian, introdu- our introductions. We then went over to um, the frequently asked questions that he typically gets asked, whether it's like when they could use it or or how many times they can use it, or what do you typically need, what's the debt-to-income ratio. We talked about some refinancing a little bit. And, of course, a lot of this is just you know, simple information that you can listen to while you're walking the dog in the car and that sort of thing. And if you call Brian or me, we can definitely get you a lot more information. And then after all of that, we went into the audience asked questions, which were people who were DMing me and messaging me directly, asking these questions. And these questions were straight from active military members that I know and then also veterans that you know have completed their honorable service and which were stuff like you know can you use your VA loan while active duty or is it for retired only or is there a timeline when you must use it or is it good for life um, we talked about residency you know where can you if you're from Georgia can I buy in California being yes of course you can as long as that's your owner occupied residence and then other stuff like, hey, you know what, can I purchase the VA loan in U.S. territories? Absolutely. And then can you use the VA loan more than once? Absolutely. So I know this was a lot of, definitely an earful, but of course, if you wanted something a little bit more specific to your situation, you want a little bit more clarification, or there wasn't a question that we just didn't talk about or, or, or something that we didn't talk about in this podcast, feel free to go ahead and reach out to us. But with all of that being said, um, Brian, can you tell us where our audience can best reach you at in the event that they do have a question? Yes, and uh, just first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for having me. It's uh, really an honor to be, you know, uh, uh, collaborating with someone like you, man. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, so, with awesome. that said, <laughs> with that said, uh, I just want to say that I'm on Facebook uh, under Brian Landeros, and that's Brian with an I. Um, and I'm on Instagram, Brian Landeros uh, underscore at the end of the uh, S. And you could also find me on uh, LinkedIn, on Twitter, same thing, Brian Landeros underscore. And you guys could definitely reach out to me. I'm more than, you know, more than uh, free to uh, answer anybody's questions. I'm always online, always constantly responding to people that ask me questions. And, hey, if you want to really just bother me, you could really just call me at 619-601-7797. And you guys could call me at 6 a.m. Please, I dare you guys to call me at 6 (laughs) a.m. Perfect, perfect. Awesome. And then I know that you gave your phone number. Can you give that one more time, but a little bit slower for them, and then also include your email address? Yeah, of course. So my number is going to be 619-601-7797. And then my email is going to be brian at yourmortgageheroes.com. Uh, and then again, if you guys are ever in, uh, the San Diego Chula Vista market or anywhere in the San Diego County, you guys are more than welcome to reach me and really, 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 uh, you know, feel confident that I'm going to give you the best, best advice and, you know, just reach out to me. 
Awesome. Sounds good, Brian. Well, thank you so much, you know, for coming on and taking the time. I really do appreciate it. I definitely look forward to, you know, doing more collaborations with you. And, you know, thank you so much for coming on today and helping provide some value for a lot of our veterans out there and active duty military members that have a ton of questions about VA loans. And I'm sure that even if you guys aren't in the San Diego market, go ahead and shoot Brian a message. and He could definitely um, still answer that for you or myself. So that being said, thank you so much, Brian, for coming by. And then, you know, hopefully if I'm ever down in San Diego, we can link up for a drink, brother. Definitely, man. That's a must. Uh, wish you the best, man. Have a good one, Alex. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.